ready in my entire life. Do this right now. How'd that come through? Did it come through all right? It came through on this first day of fall, Thursday, That's right. September 22nd. You know, maybe I should have played September by uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire when they talk about September. It was this one. Are you sure you don't want me to sing it? September, the very first day of September. I don't think anyone wants you to sing that song. To let my night away. Wait, did you just put your name in that song? Did you say the Lev took the night away? Something like that. I think you did. You have to realize I've never gotten a lyric right in my life. I, I do oh. realize that. I grew up with you. What are you drinking? Water. That That's it, man. The champ. Drinking some water. I like it. How's the week been? The week uh, has been a tough week, but uh, you know what? It's getting better. Today's yeah. a busy day. Can't wait till tomorrow. I can sleep in tomorrow. Fridays are my sleep in early or get up late day. So I'm, I'm pumped, ready for uh, some 1973 today. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, glad to hear that. Welcome, everyone. It's a fabulous Thursday. Hopefully, uh, if the Lev man gets me the video or the, uh, the, all, the, all the stuff that goes on for the podcast, if I get it in a reasonable amount of time, I can get it up on uh, Apple iTunes before the end of the weekend, usually. I can, I, I'll get it for you right after this. No, sometimes it takes you a little bit of time. That's okay. But though. you did get the two. So last week, we had the two-parter. This yeah. week, we're just going to do a solid, maybe an hour. We'll today. give you a good, the best hour of your week right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busy, busy week. I yeah. know uh, you're in the Atlanta area. I know that uh, you're Georgia Bulldogs. I did, I did watch the game on Saturday. Okay. Put that out there. What a hit beating they uh, put on those South Carolina Gamecocks. My nephew went to the game. Uh, said he had a great time. I'm like, Andy, oh, how, how'd you have a good time? What, it was a 49-7, or did they score at all in that game? Yeah, it was 49-7. They scored on the fourth team defense. And it was kind of upsetting because Georgia fans, we had not given up a touchdown in three games so all season. So that was the first game that uh, a touchdown was surrendered. So that's pretty exciting. But, again, I, I, I question how much we've really been tested. But, um, you I know, think- you put- you Oregon won, though. What? Oregon won, though. I mean, Oregon beat yeah. a, a top I told BYU you, team. remember? You, 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 yeah. you dismissed Oregon, and I told you that I thought that was going to happen. So good to see them back. And speaking of college football, I do want to just bring your attention to something. And this is very important, if you don't mind. Um, it is this today. I'm not sure if you know this, but this is – the anniversary of something very, very special in college football. And if you will just listen here, I'm going to play it for you. I hope it comes through. Let me tell you why I'm talking about this article. Three-fourths of this is inaccurate. And that article had to have been written by a person that doesn't have a child. Oh, come when on. When he is upset. And kick a person when he's down. Where is, is it? Like- is that body oh, oh man, I'm 40. Come after me. Do you remember that? 
Is that Bobby Petrino or something? Or uh, who is that? Um, this is, um, what's his name, Mike Gundy? Mike Gundy from Oklahoma State. This is the 15 year, hold on one second. If you have a child someday, oh. you'll understand how it feels. Okay. But you obviously don't have a child. I don't know. I do. Look up if your Mike child Gundy, down the street, Oklahoma State. Somebody makes fun of him. And he just goes <laughs> off on this reporter because a reporter wrote a scathing article on, I think his quarterback played off. He played poorly. I just love how it's I just three minutes and 15 seconds. And it's like, he, he it's, it's really like heartfelt, yeah. but it's just like really over the top. And uh, race up there with a Jim Mora, Jim Mora comment there. A, uh, uh, the guy who used to be the Vikings, uh, the late Vikings head coach, uh, uh, Dennis, what was it? De- the, the gentleman, the heavy set guy for the Cardinals. We, I know what they do on defense. Remember? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I was trying to get to the part where he goes, wait, hold on. This That's may be why it. I don't read the newspaper. Because <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, Mike. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. I mean, this is, this is Attacking what. Attacking an amateur athlete for doing everything <laughs> right. Here it is. Here it is. Hold on. And then you want to write articles about guys that don't do things right and downgrade them, the ones that do make plays. Are you kidding me? Where are we at in society today? Oh, here it is. Hold on. You got to get bear with Come me. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Right? So- That's legendary. And I'm sorry it took so long because I didn't think no, there no, no. It's, the it's whole fine. clip. I mean, but if you have yeah. three minutes and 16 seconds, it's worth your time because one, uh, it's great to see him protect his players, but two, he does go way over the top on this thing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's not up there. So I used to give like, uh, motivational speeches to my right. students. So I would do the, uh, Friday night lights, uh, halftime speech from the championship game. Of course, the Herb Brooks miracle speech from done oh. by Kurt Russell from miracle, maybe, maybe like, uh, Gene Hackman Hoosiers, uh, before the game championship game. And I, talking to Ollie, uh, I would do all of them. I mean, do something like the, the, the Roy Hobbs natural speech. There's a whole series of sports speeches. That's why I know that you always told me to watch Friday Night Lights, the TV show. I have a hard time watching the TV show because of Billy Bob Thornton's Coach Gaines in okay. the movie uh, Friday Night Lights with Booby Miles. Awesome. Because Booby Miles would die to be out there with you tonight. That's this right. is the last quarter of your life. It's actually I, the last half of your life. Here's what I'm here to tell you. Yeah. And this may be controversial. The TV show, way better than the movie. Way better than the movie. Like not. Like, but, uh, but there's no booby. No, there's no booby. But the show is so good. So good. Um, you should definitely check that out. We watched it like probably... You know, when, when, when Summer and I started watching ago. it, yeah, well, no, we watched it after, it was already on demand, and we watched it when we were living in my mom's house in between moving to Philadelphia, um, yeah. we stayed with my mom, so we watched it there, I highly recommend it, it is a great, great, better than the movie, though, the movie is one of my favorite really? sports movies of all time. Yeah. Um, I have played that speech over and over because there's, first off, it's based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy, I forget what his name was from the New York Times, actually wrote, no, from yeah. the Philadelphia Inquirer. There's a Philly connection. And so 
there's a lot of bad blood over um, the making of it into a book and then the movie. I think the quarterback, I forget what his name, had some issues with the way he was portrayed um, and then a couple other things. So um, there's a direct link and I guess it occurred, uh, the book was written on events back in like 87, 88. Um, so it, you know, but it, it looks at high school Texas football, which is absurd. I mean, right. any high school football in the South, from what I understand, is absurd. But when you can get 18 to 20,000 spectators at a Friday night high school game, that blows my mind. I, I know, yeah, I mean, I know Western Pennsylvania is big and all these other areas, but it doesn't compete with Texas. So yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. I agree. It's incredible when you, you know, we grew up in a place where football was not heard on Saturday mornings or yeah. once in a while you play it Baynard and Which you, no you know, but yeah. I mean, that was very few and far between, or maybe Sanford or something like that had lights, but yeah, I no, mean, it was it was it was Baynard. Baynard's been torn down, and they no, I know Baynard, a, but didn't Sanford Stadium also wasn't like no Sanford never high played school? football. Sanford High School, they didn't play yeah. football. No, uh, they they're a country day school, so they play soccer and, and hey and lacrosse. Hey, hey, pump the brakes on the soccer talk, man. The I soccer. like soccer. I like soccer, but soccer goes well. I mean, for all I know, you could have been the best kicker that the football team had ever seen in Mount Pleasant High School. You could have been that, that kicker and slash punter that, that, went, that went to a Division I football school. Yeah. Well, that wasn't me. Um, I don't know who our kicker was. Maybe it was Kalai. Um, but uh, anyway, let's get into the into – Let's the get into a it. A little bit. Let's get... so let's, we're already in college football. Let's just, let's just talk college football. Um, I want to go over just a couple of games real quick. There's some interesting games this weekend again uh, after last weekend. Uh, and I have one upset alert that I don't think anyone is, is saying so right now, but uh, I think Maryland is going to give Michigan a hard time in, I know it's in Ann Arbor. Um, right. Maryland is three and oh, and, and they're playing pretty good football. Uh, I think that's and Michigan has had a cupcake schedule so far. Right. Right. Has, so do you ever that. remember a team starting off with four home games in a row? No, that's a great point. Yeah, they've had, they had, I guess they had Connecticut. They had, they had, uh, I forget, I mean, Michigan's had the easiest schedule. Colorado State. Colorado State. I'm looking it up. Hawaii. Um, but I, 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 yeah, I think, yeah, and UConn, right. So I think that. I think that's going to be a, uh, a closer than what a lot of people probably think. I don't know what the spread is for that, but um, I don't think Maryland has ever beaten Michigan since they joined the big 10. Yeah. Uh, so you got that, you got Clemson and wake forest, obviously wake forest. Big, uh, that's an upset alert right now. I mean, I know, I know Clemson won their last game, but wake yep. forest is playing. I did see part of the wake forest game last weekend. So they're, uh, you know, it's that uh, turn that football program around, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting school because it's not a very large college, right? And it's not what you would consider, I mean, a powerful sports. And when we always think of Wake Forest, we think of basketball, anyways, mm -hmm. which is sort of like it fits that Duke model of a small private SEC, excuse me, ACC school. But they seem to be able to recruit, and it's interesting that they've been able to keep that coach. 
because you would have thought that he would have right. jumped to an SEC school. He's right. the type of coach that would have gone to an SEC school. So. Right. Yeah. No, he's still there. So a uh, couple other matchups. Uh, I wanted to just call out Tennessee, Florida is coming up too, right? Love that Tennessee, Florida is going to be tough. I think uh, Tennessee is ranked number 11 in the country, but uh, that's in, that's in, that's in uh, Knoxville, right? The game. Yeah. Neyland stadium. So, yep. That's in Tennessee and uh, Texas plays Texas tech. Uh, I think Texas should be able to handle them. Um, Oregon, you want to talk about a crate the craziest journey of a team? Oregon was number 11 when they played the dogs, and then we know what happened there 49 uh, 3. Then they fell back to 25, I think. Now they're up to 13. No, is that right? 15. They're up to 15 now, so it's just crazy, you know. I mean, anyway, they're the number 15, they're going to Washington State. Uh, let's see. What other matches? Uh, Arkansas versus Texas A&M. That's a good old SEC battle there. Um, Speaking of Arkansas, I heard this on the radio that Bobby Petrino is, is he coaching at Missouri state or something? And they that played, true? yeah, that they played Arkansas last week. Cause they were talking about the whole, and we can talk about a later, the Celtics head coach, but they were talking about other sexual scandals involving head coaches and obviously Petrino had the incident while he was at Arkansas. Right. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. Bobby Petrino, not, uh, not the type of guy you want to model your behavior after. No, um, no. <laughs> we got, uh, I think UConn visiting NC state. We got Wisconsin visiting Ohio state. I think that'll be an interesting. That's a good game. Yeah. Uh, I think Ohio state's just got a lot of firepower there. So those are some of the big matchups for the weekend. I'm looking at, this. Who's Alabama have this week? Vandy. Vandy at home. Yeah, that's that's disgusting. They're going to probably yeah. win 61 up in there. Yeah, yeah, probably. And then Georgia plays Kent State, so not real excited about that. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of a look at, at college football. So it's been a fun season so far. And, um, you know, let's hope, let's hope it keeps rolling uh, next week, into next week. So – so I have a great segue to the next topic. Yeah, let's do it. Alabama alumni quarterbacks. So we have three big ones in the NFL. We have Mac Jones. We got our Jalen Hurts. And we got Tua. Help me out. So, you know, if you were going to rank these three guys going into the year, you might have had Mac Jones, number one, Jalen Hurts, and Tua, like sort of two and three and – you know, it's interesting that the season we're headed into the third week, Mac Jones looks like crap. And uh, Tua and Jalen Hurts have both played pretty well this season, um, both 2-0. and oh, And certainly it was a big weekend for both of these guys. I mean, the Miami Dolphins come back against the Baltimore Ravens and win 42-35. I mean, Tua has the game of his life. And, you know, right there, you're going there. Well, this guy is the best Alabama quarterback out there. But Jalen Hurts leads those Philadelphia Eagles to a 24-7 victory on Monday night. And the USA Today power rankings came out. I saw them today in the News Journal. Your 2-0 Philadelphia Eagles are the third-ranked team in the NFL behind the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yep. 
Buffalo looks to be the class of the league right now, but it's, it's week two and um, you know, well, a lot can happen. And as I said last week, there's no single sport that is uh, further influenced by injuries as football is. So, right. you know, you, you take uh, uh, Jared Allen out from Buffalo and that that's not the number one team in the league. So just like with, you know, but injuries are interesting because you see what happened to, to the Niners. Yeah. Trey Lance, you know, it's interesting. Trey, Trey Lance breaks his ankle, right? He's out for the entire season. A lot of people think the 49ers have a better chance of winning with Jimmy G than they would with J Trey Lance in the short term. So that I know we were talking, I think we mentioned his one-year contract that he signed with the Niners. A lot of people still think the Niners, their chances of being or heading to the NFC championship game are actually higher now than when they started at the beginning of the season. So it really does come down to that quarterback position. He was so smart not to ask to be traded to like the Cowboys with their injury. Who knew that he would be given the keys back to the 49ers and the 49ers are doing very well. So, yep. And there's some teammates on the Niners who apparently were, were quite happy to have uh, Jimmy G back calling the plays. And I mean, is Jimmy G, do you think he's underrated? He, he did give that team to what? One Super Bowl and one another Super NFC Bowl championship? And one NFC championship. I think he's, I think the problem is when he was, he was traded from the Patriots to the Niners. Remember he had that five game period where he was throwing, he was putting up Brady like numbers. Right. So people thought, oh, he's never had a chance. When in reality, he's somewhat in between. Is he, He's better than a game manager. I don't like the term game manager for him. He's too good to be a game manager. And uh, they can run the ball, the Niners. You've said that they have these great, you know, running back. Someone gets injured, it's the next person steps up. And they have good receivers. And they have the, from what I understand, best defense in the league right now. So that might be enough to get them to the championship game to play your Philadelphia Eagles. Because we're also finding out that the Buccaneers are not great. I mean, they had a they they beat the the Saints, but it wasn't a convincing win. Their offense is not doing that great. Um, we're also finding out that the Packers are a little suspect. I mean, they the the win wasn't that convincing against the Bears, so they lost one game. They they're out the other. So who who knows about your Philadelphia Eagles and your Niners? They might be the two best teams in the NFC right now. Rams don't look that great either. So it, it's it, everything's up in the air. And granted, you're right. If the season is so young, I mean, the fact of the matter is the Giants are 2-0. and And the Giants, you know the Giants are not going to be 3-0. I, I can see the Cowboys going into the Meadowlands and beating the Giants. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's, it's an interesting season. I, I can't get a read on that Monday night game, actually. But the... It's it's we're two games in and it's it's again let's not jump to, to, to crazy uh, projections and things of that nature. Uh, the birds look great on Monday night. They looked absolutely fabulous. Um, they did seem to take their foot off the gas in the second half, but you know there was there were a couple of key plays. Uh, certainly the bomb, the fifty three yard bomb, the Quez was huge. Um, one of the plays I think that doesn't get enough credit is when the Vikings blocked that kick, that could have easily been seven the other way. And that changes the whole vibe of that game. But, and I can't even remember who it was. Uh, 
from the Eagles tracked down whoever that the Viking ball carrier was and uh, was able to tackle him. So that was a pivotal point of this game of that game. And then, of course, what can you say about the way that Darius Slay locked up and locked out uh, Justin Jefferson, who I think is the best receiver in the game? I know Stefan Diggs is putting up like cartoon like numbers, but to me, well, and then you got Cooper Cup, who I think he has an argument as well. So, but uh, to me, Justin Jefferson is as good a receiver as the Eagles will will see this entire season. And um, Slay had him on lockdown, had two interceptions, could have had at least two more. Uh, the Eagles, yeah, it was good to see Jonathan Gannon do some uh, a little bit of blitzing. Uh, I do think the defense got a little bit passive, uh, and I do still want to see. The Eagles, one thing that concerns me is it does not seem like they can generate any pressure unless they blitz. And Gannon does not like the blitz. So hopefully, maybe what we're seeing and maybe what he's seeing is, hey, I need to blitz in order to generate some pressure. And remember, last week what I said was if they can get to um, your boy, Captain Kirk, and knock him around a little bit, um, you know, all of a sudden he won't be, you know, the great Captain Kirk. So I was wildly incorrect in my prediction of that this was going to be a bird's loss and you were uh, on no i i i think that i think the vikings are the viking was it that the eagles were really good see i think it was the eagles were really good rather than the vikings are just the vikings because yeah. but it's interesting the vikings are always a team that when they're a little bit good because i remember that 2017 season i was out there watching that nfc playoff game against the uh the, the Saints with Eric Connor, I was out in Burbank with him. We were watching that game at a bar. And I remember people were convinced the Vikings are going to go to the Super Bowl with, with what's his name? I forget the quarterback's name, the third stringer. Uh, Keenum? Yeah, he's now the backup with Buffalo, so Case Keenum. So, I mean, I don't know. I've never really gotten a read on the Vikings. I don't know if it's that they uh, have always been overranked or, I mean, maybe they are a solid team. Maybe they. They have a good defense and a and a really good offense and and maybe we should just pat ourselves on the back for a good victory and just keep on going and move on to the Commanders. Right. Play the Washington newly branded Commanders yep. with one Carson Wentz. I also want to say that was the biggest win of the Sirianni uh, era, a tenure, I guess you could say. It's not quite an era yet, but uh, that was definitely his biggest win, and that was Jalen Hurts' biggest win. You know, a lot of these wins that he's had. And that Sirianni has had, we just were fortunate last year. We were playing backup quarterbacks. We were playing quarterbacks like they were playing on one leg, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but this was certainly a, a really good win, a great win over a good team. And we'll see how good the, the Vikings are. I do think that they are going to need to stab. The Vikings will need to establish the run game a little bit. Um, yeah. Moving forward with Dalvin Cook, I'll surprise. He was such a non-factor, but. Again, the Eagles jumped all over the Vikings. I thought the you can't run the ball. Like, you can't yeah. run the ball when you're when you're behind by you right. know, 17 points. And you, you know, I thought the the play calling was good on the offensive side of the ball for the Eagles. So it was good to see that. And you're right. We're we're go, moving on now to the Commanders and the revived Carson Wentz, who's a, a right. I think he's second in the league in passing yards right now. Right. Um, they, they have some offensive players, uh, you know, with Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin there. They have and the guy Curtis, from Curtis Samuel. Penn State. 
yeah. Penn State, the guy Jahan from Penn Dotson, State. Jahan Dotson. You got Logan Thomas as your tight end. And then, like as I mentioned, Curtis Samuel has been resurrected. And then you have Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick as your running backs. You know, the, the thing is, is that the red, the commanders, there it is. That's the first one. Hey, you almost did it. The commandos, they're, uh, they're, deep, they're deep. I like to call them the commandos. Uh, the, their defense does nothing to inspire uh, any confidence from anyone. I, I think their defense is, is not very good. So we should it's be interesting because that was the strongest point of their team the last couple of years, the defense. Right. I think yeah. Jamar Chase is coming off an injury, right? Jamar Chase, he plays for the Bengals. Oh, shoot. I mean, the, the lineman for the, 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 the commanders. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, the Ohio uh, State guy. Yeah, the Ohio State guy. He's a he's God, a, I'm bad. Chase Young. Chase Young. Chase Young. Okay. Yeah. Chase Young is injured. He's, he's uh, not going to play. And then they have, um, I think they have another. I know they have a, the defensive tackle from Alabama as well. Um, but yeah, they, they have a couple of injuries, but, but uh, you know, this, this team's calling card is not their defense. So the Eagles should be able, Miles Sanders should find some lanes to run in and uh, you know, Jalen should be able to do his thing. And, and whether you believe his thing is what it was, what he did on Monday night, he looked spectacular. He looked like a franchise quarterback. We've seen him look a lot worse than that. So what is the real, where is the real Jalen Hurts? Where, this where? is sort of a trap game. People would say this is a trap game just because they're coming off a big victory. They only have six days to prepare for the commanders, which is, I just want to say something stupid. So the XFL team is the DC defenders and the NFL team is the Washington commanders. Doesn't it make more sense to just combine these two teams together? Because defenders, commanders, doesn't make much sense. Just had to go there, but we'll have to see what happens. I know there's going to be a major uh, amount of the stadium is going to be Eagles fans. I, I always hear that, that uh, the, 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 that stadium is awful. I've heard that you can get tickets for really cheap at that stadium. The only problem is parking, but there'll be a mass number of Eagles fans at that game taking over that stadium. Um, and I'm sure Carson, I think he talked about playing the Eagles. I, I, I think he, he mentioned it. There are two people that have spoken this week, Carson Wentz and Ben Simmons, unfortunately. Yep. Ben Simmons talking about his his memories with the Sixers. So two people. I've never considered Carson Wentz as bad as Ben Simmons. I, I've never had as many problems with him just because I remember that MVP-like season. And so I don't hold as many grudges against him as I do for Ben Simmons. But I think we want the best for Carson Wentz. No one wants to see this guy be horrible i don't think i just like the team to win this week i want the eagles to win this week yeah I mean, you I, might want to see them be horrible i no, i don't I, I want the same thing i want to win i want i'd like to see some more interceptions i like to see them lose you know i'm an eagles yeah. fan and that, but that's not because of carson wentz that's because we're playing the commandos and i <laughs> and i i it's a division game and i always want the yeah. eagles to win so it's no different i don't have any extra vitriol because we're playing carson wentz uh, I don't know if, if the team will have uh, anything extra looking to, you know, takes, you know, have extra motivation playing against him, but they better be ready because this offense is explosive for the commanders. It really is. And so they have to be ready for that. <laughs> and um, I mean, I know you're laughing, but it is, it's a, it's a, well, it's a one, it, it'd be nice. It's a one o'clock game too, which I like. It's yeah. a one o'clock game. So you don't have to stay watching football all day if you don't want to. I mean, it's not a Monday. The Monday night games are really tough. 
Yeah. They really, really are tough. So well, those I, like, gonna... I, I like that it's a road game yeah. and I like that it's a quick train ride. So you're right with the Monday night turnaround, it, it can be tough, but the fact that they just kind of really have to hop on a train or a bus. I think they probably bus it now just yeah. because it's easier. Um, yeah. And that stadium is interesting because I think it's, it's about 25 minutes outside of Washington. So it's like in the Maryland suburbs, it's, traffic all around that area it's just from what i understand not the greatest stadium although the stadium is only 25 years old i know they already want to get out of there washington they want to go back to washington they want to have the stadium i think i heard like at the old uh, rfk they're going to tear it down and maybe put it down there again so um that's part of the reason why they changed the name of the team the city would not build them a stadium or help build a stadium for them if they had a racially offensive name so that's part of the reason why um, I think her mayor Bowser is that the woman from Atlanta said that um, that they had to change the name. So, yeah, useless I, I, information, I, but but important. Yes, so, yes. So, who you like? Who do you like this week? So I like the Eagles. Um, I know we have is the Broncos. Is that Broncos 49ers game tonight? No. So I like the Eagles as well. Thanks for asking. I do like the Eagles to win right. tonight and, uh, or not tonight, Sunday night, uh, or Sunday afternoon. Sunday and afternoon. tonight's game is uh, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. So Cleveland, Pittsburgh. exciting matchup. With No, I think that could be an exciting matchup. The problem that I have is the Amazon Prime. I just... Why? What do you, what's wrong it with it? It bothers me. It bothers me because I, I do not like the fact that they have taken that off broadcast television. What, what was wrong with having it switch between NBC, CBS, and, and ESPN, and the NFL Network? Now they have it, like, for this cachet of customers. I guess that's the, 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 uh, the progressive in me, a little bit progressive, that just feels like it's denying that opportunity to people, and it's pricing that out of range. But you're right. Is, if that, I wanna... is, that, is that progressive, or is that more old school? Because I feel like progressive... I think it's more, it might be more old school. It might yeah. be more old school. Because... Uh, well, because aren't you an Amazon Prime member? I am. And also, you told me, like, I think you even said you don't have the NFL Network, right? So you no, would be we, blocked. We, we, we do now. We, do, we didn't used to, but we cut the cord and we're streaming now. So talk about progressive. We're streaming. And so we get Amazon Prime because we're Prime members. And I kind of feel like almost everyone's a Prime member. I do fundamentally agree with what you're saying, though. I want to yeah. put that out there. I fundamentally agree that the Thursday night game should be easy to access and free to everyone. I, it's the least watched of all the games every week. It just yeah. is because Sunday night football basically replaced Monday night football. And then Monday night football is at least, I think, a little bit back again. But Thursday night football was almost like a throw-in thing that they were using to sell a little bit. of. And so I'm wondering if Amazon is the best place for it. But I know they have a contract, so it doesn't really matter. It's not going anywhere for a while. Right. Amazon, it's going to be on Amazon. I don't actually think that's a bad game because I think the Browns coming off that really bad loss to the Jets have got revenge on their minds. And you'll see what happens. The Steelers did not play that great. And Mitchell Trubisky, I don't know how much time he's going to have left as the starting quarterback for the Steelers. Um, and then Kenny Pickett, who's the next version of Danny Marino, might come in and play for the Steelers. So I actually will take the Browns in that game. I think the Browns are going to win that game. Yeah, it's home game for the Browns. I agree. I hope that both these offenses do start to get on track a little bit, although Cleveland's offense is, is okay. It's their defense as a sieve. 
So uh, and Chubb made the decision not to go down. I right. mean, they run the ball. They're like I think the best rushing attack in football, the Browns yeah. and maybe the Eagles. So um, it's the the concern is the Steelers. I mean, they have probably the thirty second ranked quarterback in the NFL, Mitch Trubisky, and and uh, when will we see Kenny Pickett? I think Kenny Pickett's going to be a good quarterback from what I hear, and the team seems to really like him too. So well, Coach Tomlin came uh, out yesterday and said that there's no he wants to sit Kenny Pickett all year. So For we'll the see. Whole year. We, we know plans change, but uh, I I think Kenny Pickett is a really intriguing prospect as well. He saw think, another guy with doll hands, though. Remember, he got knocked for having small hands in the draft, and that's why he, he slipped. So that's hard. what they tell me. I got the small hands, too. So, you know, we, we've all got the small hands. Ladies tell you that. All right. Ladies on, tell let, me that. Let's go, let's through, go through some of the other games there. Um, all right. Cowboys, Giants, I take the um, – that's actually a tough game because of Cooper Rush. Now, they did beat the Bengals. I actually think the Giants win that game. I'm going to take the Giants too, man. I like the home team in that one. And I, I don't know, man. The Giants have like, I was talking to someone the other day who's a big Giants fan. And I'm like, man, they have like this no name defense. Like I could like, although I do think I heard one of, one of their key defensive players is going to be out. Is it Leonard Williams? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. So someone's going to be out for the Giants, but yeah, I'll take the Giants as well at home. Um, all right. We're, we're, what else do we got? Run through these quickly, all right? Um, uh, Baltimore at New England. Take Baltimore. I'll go Baltimore, too. New England sucks. Uh, the, the Chiefs at the Colts. Hopefully the Colts will be getting healthy with Michael Pittman. Will it matter? Chiefs 3-0. Agreed. Uh, the Saints at the Panthers. Panthers looking to get on the uh, in the I think the Pan- I'm taking the Panthers in that one. Uh, I will take the Panthers as well. Man, we got to Wow, we're agreeing on everything here. Houston at Chicago. <sighs> wow. It's a tough one, isn't it? They're two yeah. wretched football teams. Wretched. Is you you got to go home with that. You got to go Bears in that one. Yep, agreed on that one. Buffalo at Miami. That should be a, that should be a fun game to watch though. I hope that that's got to be the uh, so so the so that might be I guess that'll be the early game right so that'll be the one o'clock game yeah. for uh, CBS yeah. I think the Bills are going to win the question is do the Dolphins keep it close I think they do I think it's a, a I think they're going to be able to get I for whatever reason I see another high scoring game but the Bills coming out on top so the Bills have become in the AFC East what the Patriots were for that period of time. They've become the dominant team yep. with sort of a wretched AFC East with the Jets, the Patriots, and the and the Dolphins. Yep. Detroit at Minnesota. Minnesota looking to bounce back from that ass whooping they got by us last week. So what about those Detroit Lions with that second week win? I am going to take Minnesota in that game, but the Lions uh, keep keep improving and impressing. This is their their pivot point year where they're going to next year is going to be that playoff year for the lions. So we'll take the Vikings. All right. We'll go Vikings. I agree. Vikings bounce back. Uh, Cincinnati at the New York jets, the New York jets one and one with that big come from behind win last week. Can they carry over with the momentum? No. no. Joe Flacco might add. Wow. But I think the Bengals win that game in des- pure desperation. Agreed. Man, this, we're agreeing on everything. All right. Tennessee hosting 
the Las Vegas Raiders, a pair of 0-2 teams there. So this is uh, the Raiders, I mean, giving up that lead to the Cardinals. I mean, this team is about as desperate as a team gets. The only other team that might be more desperate than the Las Vegas Raiders are your Tennessee Titans, who will come out with the win, the win on Sunday. Ah, we finally disagree. I'm going to take the Raiders and the Road Dogs in that okay. one. Okay. Uh, Jacksonville at the Chargers. I think that's probably going to be an easy one. Yeah, but the charge. Uh, I I take the Chargers, but the uh, Doug Peterson gets his first win last week uh, against the Colts for those Jacksonville Jaguars. But I do take the Chargers. Jacksonville did shut out a. Uh, totally depleted Indianapolis team, but I, I, I like what Doug's doing down there and that defense in Jacksonville is getting better, but the chargers are just too explosive. Although it is going to be interesting to see um, uh, Justin Herbert, how well he recovers. He took that, you know, he broke his ribs or something uh, last Thursday. So it's hard to play with broken ribs. So we'll see what happens. Green Bay, Tampa Bay. What a fun matchup that is. At Where is that Tampa, game? In Tampa. Uh, no, I'm going to take Green Bay in that one. I don't. Wow. That, that, that's a, you know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't win many of these games against Tom Brady, so maybe you know this is the game that he wins. Well, I mean, Tampa Bay's receivers, Mike Evans, obviously suspended for that suspended fight for that game with right. Lattimore. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see Bruce Arians told him to get out there, pushed him out there to go protect his quarterback? Didn't know Bruce Arians was on the sidelines anymore. But, Who knew? I know. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That yeah. was interesting. But uh, on that one, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Well, Tampa Bay, so Tampa, we have, who is Brady throwing to? Russell Gage? I mean, he's not, he's not going to have any weapons outside of uh, Fournette. What about Maybe. the guy from uh, from Middletown, right? A Chris uh, Chris Godwin, he's hurt. Oh, wow. So Delaware's own Chris Godwin is injured. One of our only team. It'd be nice our best receivers from Delaware since John Taylor, Delaware State grad. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I thought you were going to say since uh, Michael Bryson. Um, Bryson. All right. So let's see. Uh, I think we got the Cardinals game. They must be playing and they, the Rams, the Cardinals, Seattle. I make a a prediction for Tampa Green Bay. I'll go. uh, Yeah. I'll go. You said Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yes. Cardinals hosting the Rams in an NFC West showdown. Let's go with the Cardinals in that one. That's that'll be a split, right? You're going to pick the Rams on that one, right? I'll go Rams on that one. Yeah, I like the Rams yeah. big time. Uh, the Falcons visit the 0-2 Falcons visit the Seattle Seabags. Let's make them 0-3. The Atlanta Falcons in that one. Let's go with Seattle. I'm calling upset special. I'm going wow. with the Falcons. They came back last week against the Rams. I think they they found something in Drake London and. Uh, hopefully they remember that Kyle Pitts is on their team this week. Yeah. Uh, let's see. San Francisco at Denver. Wow. Thanks. What Super Bowl was that? That was 55-10. Joe Montana's like last Super Bowl as a 49er. So I don't know the number. I think it was Super Bowl 24, actually. Because the Giants were the following book. year. You are a walking book of history. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I take the Niners in that because the Broncos head coach has no idea. It's Nathaniel Hackett, as I think he's named. They said he's like the worst game caller, you know, like head coach and like doesn't know what the heck he's doing. So I take I, the Niners. Okay, I'm going to go with the oh 
gosh, you make so many great points. And I would love to take the Niners, but I'm going to take Denver just so we can be different again. But I, I actually agree with you. I tend to think the Niners are going to win, but I'll take Denver. And uh, did you tell me you saw the video with Russell Wilson where he was telling – now, Russell Wilson is telling grown-ass men to say pass or run. So he wants the whole sideline to yell to pass. players on the field, pass, and they have video of it. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like, I don't – like, college kids don't do that. And he's trying yeah. to get all these, like, you know, all these guys to tell professionals. Well, he's the veteran leader on the team, Russell Wilson. So this is, uh, I guess, what you get for signing the five-year extension. So That does not look like money well spent after two games, does it? No, no, no. Well, we, can't, we can't judge anything, but Russell Wilson does look a little bit slower. Uh, he's not even running as much either. So, you know. Well, he's, 30, of- he's 33. So, I mean, he's yeah. signed a deal that's going to take him up to age 40. For a guy who's run in the past, that's usually not money well spent on a running quarterback. Although he's sort of, he's sort of, well, you're putting it, yeah, but you haven't signed Jalen to that contract. Although it would be interesting because let's say Jalen Hurts has an MVP type season this year. He's going to come up for a contract extension and he's going to want Dak Prescott type money. And I don't know if that's something you really want to do. The way that that team is structured, they can't afford to pay him that kind of money. That's, yeah. that's, what, that's what's going to get interesting because there was some talk, you know, Lamar Jackson had mentioned that he didn't want to sign an extension uh, with the Ravens. And one of the teams he was open to playing for was the Eagles. It was only like three teams. It was like the Dolphins, the Eagles, and I think like the Lions. It was the most random team. And yeah. those were the three teams he was okay playing. Like he said he would okay a, a trade to. But – the Eagles don't have the cat, you know, they've, they've spent so much money in other places. They don't yeah. have the cap flexibility. Now this is Howie's expertise, right. Figuring out ways to like, you know, find money, you know, under the cushions, under the couch, like where, where I think you have is. another year to work anyways. And then maybe what is it called when you take the uh, franchise the, deal, franchise deal, you know, the tag them for a year. So maybe right. with some flexibility, it gives you about another, two more years after this year to sort of figure things out. Yeah. Like, so Lamar Jackson said he's not signing the franchise deal from the Raiders. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that whole thing shakes out. Cause you know, you're talking about an MVP and Lamar Jackson and who knows again, I, the one thing I want to stress with Jalen hurts is let's just let the season play out. And I'm guilty of this last year, just judging he is our quarterback of the future. He's not our quarterback of the future. He can't throw. He he looks like maybe he has a little bit of potential. Going back and forth, back and forth. Let, here's, here, here's what I suggest we do in 1973. We let the season play out. Let's evaluate everything. We can talk about each game. And I yeah. will tell you that I do think his arm strength looked, looked improved uh, this year. And certainly in that Minnesota game, I thought, you know, his throws look better. He still takes – forever though to get a ball to a receiver i don't know what that is all about like i i don't know if that's something you develop into is that like you have that you throw it before the receiver makes their move and then they run onto it like that timing thing but i I do want to see that improve and it was also great to see Devontae smith get back involved this week uh he was heavily involved in the past game so loved seeing that but i think we've talked enough football don't you enough football uh nba training camp starts this week so i'm pretty pumped about that and I'm pumped about well not pumped about the news coming out of Boston but as a Sixers fan 
generally anything that hurts the Celtics, I think we're we're excited about. Um, Oduku, I is it Umo Oduku or the, I don't know how you say say his name. He was a Sixers coach. Suspended for a year. Pumped, uh, pumped, there's a, apparently a lot of pumping going on though. Yeah, with a with a coworker, I believe a married coworker. He had a he had sexual relations with a. I did not have sexual relations. So he had sexual relations with a female coworker. I think I believe a married female coworker. So supposedly that's no. Was no. consensual though. Let's. It let's, was let's, consensual. Yeah. Was consensual. So sort of. I I know that organizations frown upon that. So he has been suspended for a year. And remember, this is the guy that got coached the Celtics to the NBA championship. Now, I don't know. In the NBA, they, they say the head coach doesn't mean so much. I think last year meant a lot for Boston. So um, their assistant is stepping in. And you, you sort of don't want that uncertainty right before training camp. I guess it doesn't. it's not as bad because you certainly don't want it in the season. So the Celtics are starting out with an assistant coach. I like our chances as a Sixers fan. I think the Sixers going into the season look pretty good. They have stability on the coaching staff. No one left, I don't think. Dave Jager's back. Sam Cassell is back for a second. I guess a second or a third year, Sam Cassell is back. I think the Sixers have sort of a, a super coaching staff. I'm hoping that it carries over to the head coach uh, in Doc Rivers. I am a Doc Rivers fan. I have been a Doc Rivers fan since he played for the Hawks and the Knicks and the Clippers. So um, we will have to see as this season begins, um, the Sixers actually open up October 3rd, their preseason campaign. I was telling my nephew, Andy, who works for the Nets, they're playing Brooklyn. I think it's a Monday night, October 3rd. Does Ben Simmons play, Mickey? Well, he's going to play in that game because that's a home game, right? I would think he would, he would play. Um, what did Ben Simmons say this week? I mean, did you... Did you get a chance to hear what he said this week? I, I heard a little bit of it. He said he still has a place in Philly that he considers no, he Philly like he's a Philly. Re- yeah, he, he has a Philly resident. His brother's still there. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, hasn't been able to sell the house yet. That's that's why he's still there. No, Castellanos bought his house. Oh, but maybe I think he had an apartment in the city, though. He had he a house he in Jersey. An apartment in the city. So he that's said he's probably where there. the brother lives. He probably lives there. The brother could be right. So he said that uh, he feels like he's still part of he was and what you're referring to is he was on uh, JJ Reddick's podcast and so oh okay uh, yeah they were teammates on that that team that fell just short in twenty yep. what 18, 19? 18, 2018. Mm-hmm. yeah okay um, and um, he said so you know Reddick was asking him some things straight up and he said that yeah he still considers like himself to be like a philadelphian and he had great memories in that city and he like you know he he said it can be rough but you know he was he was basically hold on i'm gonna read it to you because i have part of the quote on my phone do you think maybe bullshitting the audience there to show that he he's above the fray of the fans and yes yes i would i would agree with that okay ready he said, Philly is obviously a sports city, and my experience playing there, for the most part, was incredible. I had a great time. Like, the fans are unbelievable. You know, I feel like I'm a part of Philly still. That's what Ben Simmons said. So I don't oh. think Philly quite reciprocates those feelings um, yeah. with him. And then he went on 
Then JJ Reddick asked him, and I just heard this. I haven't heard the whole interview, but I heard these two clips. Today he asked him, or I heard it today, that what was going on with that dunk that he passed up. And so um, Ben Simmons was saying he went and he moved and he went so quickly and that he just figured he'd dish it to Matisse, who was yeah, like right. super athletic. And he's like, had I have known that it was going to be such a big deal. He's like, Philly fans went and made like the as big deal about it and like, you know, broke it down slow motion and everything. And they harped on this one play. And he's like, I'd be happy to watch film with them from the whole series. And we, he's like, and he's like, and I locked down their top player. You know, it was just like, right. does he want to watch film about him not taking a shot in the second half? And basically, exactly. uh, you know, so it's interesting. I mean, if Paul Reed could have played for him, he would have played for him. Yeah, right. <laughs> can't get on the court. This guy, this guy, they had to take him out. Didn't they have to take him out at moments in that series against the Hawks? Yes. At the end of the game, because he 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 was afraid to shoot the ball. He was afraid to be fouled. He was afraid to take a foul shot. I mean, just crazy. And they acknowledged blown leads, and he and JJ Redick also acknowledged, like, hey, when you make a spin move like that, a lot of times you don't see the player. You just right. kind of see the jersey, and instinctively, that may have been what he did. And Ben's like, I should have just gone up and dunked the, the, the no, rock shit out of it or something. Like, you know, he's trying to talk like he's, you know, this tough guy or whatever now. Whose, but... whose girlfriend, whose fiance left him. Oh, did <laughs> so, she him? I, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he left her or she left him, but I don't think they're together. Jama Mama or whatever her name is. I know she's. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I think he just. He's a BBC uh, um, entertainment, like she does a radio show. But, yeah. uh, so maybe she found out she didn't have a real man. Um, Who knows? I don't know. But then I, I saw an online rumor too. And so we're done with Ben Simmons. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see if he plays that, that preseason game. Cause that's a safe space, but he did have off season back surgery. So who knows? Um, and then I saw a report that the Sixers could be interested in Jameson Crowder. Okay. What'd you think of that? The guy from Phoenix, right? Yeah. Jay, I so I've never heard him referred to as James. I've only heard him referred to as Jay Crowder. That's why I was like, Jamison Crowder. Um, it depends on what you have to give up for him. I'm assuming they won five old, probably, right? I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, he, he, I feel like we have enough guys who are like, well, he's an outside shooter, though. He's a three. He's a three that would come off the bench. So it might, it might work. But he's not like a JJ Reddick kind of shooter, and I mean he's 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 an okay shooter, right? Is he is he is he he's much better than House is in terms of being a shooter? I haven't seen a lot of House, so I'm going on the basis of Daryl Morey that House is going to be the next version of Robert Covington, that he's going to be a three and D guy. So I have to hope that this is someone that can come in here. We haven't had a three and D guy since Robert Covington. We really haven't. Right. So. Here's what, what Jacob's fans need to ask themselves. Is he better than Traveling McQueen? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Traveling McQueen will be in, in Wilmington at the Fieldhouse playing with the Bluecoats this year. Well, uh, you know what I love about you, man? I'm going to tell you this. You love basketball so much that you figured a way for the last three weeks you've been talking about training camp, and then you finally had your moment here in the sun where you're like, training camp starts – it starts yeah. next week, though, right? It, it does. Start. It starts. They're going to be in Charleston. I think it starts on the 28th, so it'll be next Wednesday. They're going to be down there from the 28th to the 2nd. 
then they come up to Brooklyn and play the Nets, and then they go back to Camden. So we're into that. This is why this is a great time of year. We got college football. We got the Eagles. We've got the Sixers. The Flyers started. It was crazy. Sunday night, I watched the Flyers' first preseason game. They were up in Allentown at the PPL Center. So that's getting started. And then the Phillies are in their pennant run and uh, won a game last night against the Blue Jays. So we're out of hope that they don't run out of steam and that finally the Phillies can get into the playoffs. And then I think it's all gravy for the Phillies if they get into the playoffs. That's all you sort of want for them this year, that after the collapse of the last couple of weeks here, that they can get back. I mean, I know they have the Braves this weekend, so this is a big series. As we transition to baseball, the Braves are, the Braves are stacked. I know the Phillies split a series with the Blue Jays. Then they've got four. I think they have tonight. Tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday with the with the Atlanta Braves, and they sort of got a four. I thought it was a three, but maybe maybe I thought I thought it was a four, but they sort of got to split the series, at least split the series. Yeah, I mean, remember, it's so funny what a difference a week or two makes because the Phillies were sitting in you know the the fat seats and just like you know sitting in a great place, and now I'm assuming they're behind the Padres now, right? We're falling behind the Padres by a game and a half. We're two up on the Brewers. Um, You know, uh, Atlanta, the Mets have regained the lead in the NL East. The thing is, is the Phils are 81 and 67. It is, the the NL is so good. The Dodgers are at 103 wins already. And guess who the Brewers are playing this weekend? I believe they're playing your Cincinnati Reds. Your crapshoot. Not crapshoot, shithole Cincinnati Reds, where you could sweep that team. And the Phillies basically have to at least win two games here to sort of stay above the Brewers. So that's that's a problem. Yeah. So the Phils are are definitely faltering. I will tell you though, JT Real Muto just continues to carry this team. And I mean, he, he that guy is hitting the cover off the ball. And last night, Matt Veerling went five for five and hit wow. a walk off single. And so um, but that was a game that they absolutely needed. They fell behind 3-0. And then, Vladimir Guerrero had the three-run shot, and they came yep. back in that game. Yep, and came back and won. You're right. So hopefully that's the type of thing that can change the momentum because the momentum was definitely not good previous to that. So if the Phils can rattle off a few more wins, and, and uh, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago when I said I think the Phillies need to win at least. I thought On they the West six- Coast trip. Well, I, thought six, I thought it was six games left with the Braves, and I said I wanted them to win three. But if it's seven, I if, and, it might be three. And if that's the case, they they sort of got to win two out of three this weekend. Right, right. I mean, they got swept in Atlanta, and that was ugly. And so, yeah, you're right. They have to do something. Uh, it was good though to see Zach Wheeler back yesterday. pitched pitched pretty well, uh, and then uh, Syndergaard, I guess, is is piggybacking on top of of um on top of wheeler so i guess they're trying to ramp wheeler up maybe i i I think that or maybe manage his innings a little bit i'm not sure so um uh, you know everyone's back now i think everyone is back uh obviously Corey canable is out for the year and Bryce still can't play the field but you know mean gene is back i mean everyone's back so there's no excuses if they don't make the playoffs this is going to be a colossal collapse and an enormous disappointment. So, but the advantage is if they do make the playoffs next 
next, this February is going to be freaking awesome. It's just going to be freaking awesome. So that's my opinion. Why do you feel that? Because because I think I remember that 2007 series when they lost that first round playoff series to the Rockies. Right. Just the momentum of finally making the playoffs after 14 years brought them into that next season, which was the World Series season. And I just think they need to break through once and then they'll be there. That block will not be there. I mean, if I'm correct, again, it's the Phillies and the Mariners are the two longest teams without a playoff appearance. Yeah, 14. I think the Mariners are the longest. but I They're think the longest. The Phillies are, I think, 12 years or 11 or 12 years. And, and then the Mariners are much longer than that. And are the Mariners, I, I wonder, the Mariners going to make it this year or no? No, I don't think so. So that'll be another year. So this is why I get off the snide if you're a Phillies fan. Let's, uh, let's, let's see them make the playoffs. And, and, and that's all I got to say for today. I've said a lot. Well, it was, it was, it was good though. You were good this yeah. week for yeah. a change, which was nice. Oh, little shot, shot across the back. You know what though? I'm looking at the Mariners, man. I didn't think they were, but they're only a half game. They're a half game out. I think so. Guess what, dude? The Mariners could get in this year. Wouldn't that be something? Listen, here's what I do want to ask you. One last question real quick. With yeah. the, when you're talking about the Phillies, I'm glad we didn't talk about the Flyers because you want to talk about a dumpster fire. I don't, it, I don't want to talk Flyers. about the Flyers. Yeah. Um, the, with the Phils, all right, here's my question for you. That 07 team was filled with young guys who came up through the system, right? And then right. That's we, the difference with this team. Core. Is right. this team as lovable as that team was? Um, it's lovable in a different way. I guess, I guess that's a safe answer. This is a veteran team. Um, it's a talented team. That 93 team was a veteran team, but it was just totally unexpected. You got guys on this team that are just quality vets or based on their previous numbers and salaries. Uh, I think they're likable. I mean, I wish, I wish people would go to the park more, but you know what? I'm going to speak for myself. It costs money to go to the stadium. So I think it's a pretty likable team. I mean, the fact that we're having this conversation in late September means that it's somewhat likable. Otherwise, we wouldn't even be talking about it. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think it's obviously a lot more likable. I think there's some animosity that has been built up with this team because there's this feeling, this um, uh, tight sphincter feeling that it's going to happen again. Yeah. Well, you have years and years worth of uh, September collapses. So, yep. yeah. Anything before we uh, run, any shout outs, any, anything else you want to uh, hit on? Cause I got to run in a minute here. Just a shout out to Eagles nation. So uh, big, 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 big turnout on Monday, excuse me, Sunday afternoon, one o'clock game. Can't wait to see the Eagles win. Um, and tomorrow I will be watching, excuse me, Saturday, I'll be watching some college football as well as working. So good for you, man. Maybe I'll take a trip up to Charleston to spy on the Sixers. That would be good. That would be good. Up at they're going to be up at Citadel. So for Uh, all those fans out there who want to go see them up at Citadel, they're playing on campus at Citadel. That's where to go. Uh, I just want to shout out to all the Jews out there who will be celebrating the new year. Happy Rosh Hashanah. I think it's fifty-seven forty-nine. I think. Are you sure about that? Fifty-seven forty-eight. No, I, I don't know. I, I, 49 feels a little low to me, but I, I don't know. 
5750 maybe. <laughs> right, that'd be something. Um wait, 57 50, no, 5150 was the uh, Van Halen album. Anyway, uh shout out to a happy, healthy, safe uh New Year, peaceful for all of us who are celebrating. And uh, if you're not celebrating, we wish you peace, happiness, joy, laughter, and lots of 1973. As as we take you out today with the correct music. Why can't we?